Oh, hi. Hi, Vicky. Oh, we're here. There we go. Yes, we're reconnecting after a while. Good to speak with you. Good to speak with you. And I was just um, thinking that having um, seen your business being promoted on LinkedIn, that and, and it had been such a long time since we chatted with each other, and your business idea of Mindset and Soul intrigued me because only the last uh, podcast I was talking to my friend Dash about meaning and purpose mm. around the general theme of also when the mind is full of little thoughts, where is the space for the big ideas? And hey, bingo, there you are with your own uh, new venture. <laughs> so um, I would like to just, if you don't mind, Vicky, just ask you a little bit more about who you are and why you started what you started and some of your thinking behind it. If that's okay with you. Absolutely. Great. So, Vicky, who are you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, that's a big question. It is indeed. Well, let's, uh, at, at a very uh, low level then, Vicky, what, what, what were you doing before you got started? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with the, uh, you know, the usual sort of labels and, 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 and ways of identifying ourselves in society. Thank um, you. So, yeah, um, uh, well, currently, uh, I'm a yoga teacher and uh, a coach, but um, I I worked in 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 uh, higher education administration for many years, as you well know. And Indeed. I um, I came to to yoga about twenty years ago. And so I have been practicing for, for many years. And my my first real experience of it was um, of Ashtanga yoga, which is quite well known for being quite a powerful yoga practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this was sort of a bit of a bit of a feature in my life, but but you know not 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 everything. And that, and then I had um, my children and. Actually, it was through having having them and wanting to find a yoga class for them. When oh, they right. Were okay. Yeah. And, and I couldn't find a kid's yoga class anywhere locally. Maybe if I lived in London, I'd have found one. Um, yeah. Do you know what? That's what kind of planted the seed in my, uh, this idea of, I could, maybe I could be a kid's yoga teacher. <laughs> what anyway. <laughs> That was about um, seven years ago and back in about 2014. So I went off and did a yoga foundation course at that time. But uh-huh. um, there was so much going on at home and, and my husband worked away a lot and <clears throat> I had a job and two young kids. And so it, it sort of remained a bit of a dream. And I carried on working at the University of Cambridge and everything was fine. But, do you know, then... I went through a bit of a hard time, I think. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I began to sort of, looking back on it now, I realise I began to experience a bit of anxiety and depression. And, yeah, and it it wasn't something I'd ever experienced before. So I had no idea what was going on. Couldn't really articulate it. Just Mm -hmm. knew that something wasn't right. And the village pantomime came along and saved me. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> Who was behind you then, Vicky? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, lots of brilliant, hilarious uh, 
uh, fellow uh, village village people in my lovely village. But do you know what? The reason I say it saved me is because it brought joy into my life. And I don't mean in, in a way like, my kids obviously bring me a huge amount of joy and, and my husband and, and where I live and my cats and, you know, my friendships mm. and my family. But I, alongside all of this, I still had this, these feelings that I couldn't quite articulate and I didn't understand what was going on. And the, and this pantomime sort of came along and gave me this huge amount of joy. And I... Wow. Uh, yeah, and, and I realised that this, you know, the there's something was missing and and i and i yeah something needed to change in my in my mm-hmm. life um that was a trigger the pantomime do you remember which show it was by the by or what story was by any chance yeah of course so the, the first pantomime <laughs> I, I was cinderella and obviously ah, I, was, I was cinderella um yeah um, and the second one was snow white and obviously i was Snow ah. white because uh, clearly, I play quite a good Disney princess. <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> you can imagine, can't you, John? Uh, um, oh, so funny! So, so this is where the mind and the soul beginning to combine. Then, yeah, I think. Um, yes, I think. You know, for me, it was just about that level of happiness and and joy, and. And also, for me personally, it was a huge learning curve because I was terrified to put myself up on stage, mm-hmm. to put myself out there in front of an audience of people that I know, who my, you know, my local village and my friends. Yeah. And it was um, a moment of absolute fear that first night that we went on. But you know what? I did it and I survived and I still had as much fun. And the next night, and when I'd done it four times, you know, we're still going, it was still just such fun. And it's those moments in life, I think, sometimes where you face this huge fear. Yeah. You do it anyway. and, and, And it's all okay. And you get through it. And I think, you know, at one point, I just thought, you know, this isn't about me and my feelings. This is about these people having a great show and having a laugh. Fantastic. And once I'd sort of changed the way I was, you know, I, I reframed it, then I sort of was able to get over it a little bit more. Do you think it comes down to something like suppressing the ego in some ways? Right. The ego has a, has a huge amount to... Uh, answer to you, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Yeah. And it yeah. and it really interferes with so much of how we perceive the situation of of judgment, of of worrying, you know, this kind of concern and worry about what people think of us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the, um, the, the way the mind just goes into overdrive. Mm-hmm. And all those thoughts that that come in and take you off down dark places and you know that's yeah that's not that's not and that doesn't mean that that's reality and that's truth yeah it's a bit like it's festering inside and the ego waiting to attack at any one time right. yeah 
so, so these were the the, the 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 mix in which you were starting to think. So that then triggered you in due course mm. and to take action. Right, and and I think when I so, so last year I mm-hmm. came to this kind of crossroads T junction, you know, in my in my career at the University mm-hmm. of Cambridge, and there was this, you know, there was this opportunity to step outside a bit. Mm-hmm. and take the opposite turning and do something completely different. And again, I found myself in a moment of terror <laughs> and fear <laughs> because because this is what I know and this is what I do and this is uh, a, you know a secure income and this is you know this this is what I do and and it it, it took yeah. a long time to kind of get my head around the idea of not doing that and again I think I just felt I've got to I've got to really consider what you know what I want how different my life will look if I take this turning or that turning and so I I decided to you know feel all that fear and and do it anyway and and leave and um you know I think at that point I wasn't entirely sure quite what I was going to do. Do you know what I was going to do? I was going to have a bit of time off. And then, um, huh. you know, March 2020 happened and yeah. quite, <laughs> a lot quite the opposite. Mm. But, you know, that gave me a lot of time to think about it and 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 signing up to, to do a yoga teacher training qualification was, you know, one of the best things, best decisions I've ever made, I think. And, um, Fantastic. Yeah. And so, so that's launched you into into a business area now, um, of of uh, or sort of an area of business, if you like, um, based around your belief in what yoga can do for you, mm. and and also how you might trigger maybe kids get to get into it mm. and other people to get into mm. it. Uh, and mm. so, sorry, Vicky, I'm interrupting. No, you, you well, yes, and and actually. You, the kids piece is, is still really important to me. So mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 I trained to become a yoga teacher and, I, and I've had the great privilege and joy of, of teaching a few classes in between the lockdowns. I think I've done about four actual face-to-face classes and, and I've been able to do some online as well. I've got a couple of online classes in, in, uh, once a week, a couple of times a week. Um, right. But for me, actually, being able to bring yoga to someone's life is just such a joy and a privilege and I, and, I, and I absolutely love it but to be able to bring it into a kid's life I mean if I'd have had yoga when I was a teenager I just think how amazing that would be I was sort of mid-20s when I came to it and sort mm-hmm. of stumbled across it by accident but some of the tools that you know that we use in in yoga yeah, to be able to bring those into to, to, to teenagers' lives, I think, would be so beneficial for them. And actually, on Friday, I'm doing the first day of a, of a kids with a focus 11 to 18 year olds kids teacher training course because I just think that's that will be so so helpful for them to be able to. I think that's awesome, uh, especially at the moment yeah. because that age will be struggling so much with lockdown. Yeah. And uh, school exams yeah. and school curricula all being thrown all over the place. And so the anxieties really around mm. you know, education and careers and and, yeah. and the environment and, and climate change and you know there's a lot of noise around and 
uh, it's with social media and constant 24 seven news coverages and you know and actually there's a lot that we need to 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 take action on and change and that's a whole other podcast here <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> climate yeah. and environment um well indeed. yeah but um you know, I, th I do think it creates a little bit of anxiety there as well, on top of all the pressure that there is in the education system at the moment and, and on our, our kids, um, you know, a time when they just need to be to be kids. And so to be able to, yes. yeah, help them just to kind of step up, step out of that for, just for a little bit and and be able to just kind of understand that the mind, the, the mind is constantly active and wandering and thinking and taking you down these roads of anxiety and, and judgment and what people think of me and yeah and and just to have that moment when a situation is happening or a thought is happening to yeah. be able to recognize it take a pause and then respond you know, in a in a from a place of um, awareness in your response as opposed to a, an emotional reaction. I think it's a fantastic uh, thought process because teenagers uh, face an onslaught of um, all kinds of social shaming and bullying and judgments and all. And because of social media, it's become so intense. Mm -hmm. And it's a global problem. It's mm -hmm. not just anymore you know, a handful of people that, that one can deal with it is really a big, big issue. Because there is a question I would like to ask for you, and I, I know that time is ticking no. on and we're having a great chat, but one of the things is that our former colleagues from um, Cambridge Uni at the Judge Business mm -hmm. School, uh, you may remember them, Kamal Munir and Shaz Ansari, they've published a paper recently, um, quite a high-profile paper, and it kind of throws a challenge to 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 us really about about how yoga uh, has scaled up so much by absorbing the very principles uh, or by abandoning the very principles it set out to achieve, which is this quiet reflective piece. But on the one hand, and on the other hand, yoga has also become a bit of a fashion accessory in, in many people's lives. And I know you have a view on that and I'd love to hear it. Mm. And, and I think with social media around us and images constantly driving mm. our, our, our thought processes and, and commercialization, people wanting to make money, money, money out of things. It's, it's kind of not a surprise. And I suppose the same thing sort of happened to running as well, in a way, um, yes, you, you yes. know, and, and cycling. And, and actually, you know, when it, when it comes down to it, all you need to do any of these things is your mind, your body, <laughs> you know, yeah. your soul, maybe a pair of running shoes or, or a yoga mat. Um, yeah. But you, know, you, yeah, you don't need anything more than that. And, and I think for, you know, all that does some, in some ways is create barriers and create divisions. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm so keen, everyone I talk to about of my new to yoga course or any of my, um, any of my yoga classes, you know is that you just you turn up with yourself in your mind and your heart and you know and because that's to me that's what it's about it's not about touching your toes it's not about your yoga mat or the the leggings you're wearing it's about 
learning more about who you are inside, who you are underneath all the layers, all the labels, all the things that we put on ourselves to create this kind of identity to make us help us fit into society and and actually underneath all of that is this beautiful soul that actually we don't really spend much time thinking about or talking about you know when i think about sort of conversations that i had over over my life i don't think anyone really sort of asked me deeply you know about that kind of opportunity to really get to know myself Mm, absolutely most conversations end up being a bit shallow don't they yeah right and it took took me a long time actually to to really understand as well that i have so much more power inside me than you know than i realized and and i think with the coaching side of things um, mm-hmm. you know, I, ca- I came to, to coaching, um, a couple of years ago, um, and, uh, just found, I find it, you know, a really powerful tool in terms of being able to, to help others articulate and, and, and create goals and move forward. But I must admit, sometimes for me, I still felt there was something missing and I still also felt this kind of imposter syndrome, this kind of self-doubt that was just always there. And it didn't matter how much I self-coached or had a coaching session with someone else. Just, it just kept coming back. And it took me a little while to to sort of figure it out. uh, For me, it's because I didn't, I hadn't spent enough time going inside myself. Yeah if that makes sense. Yeah, and it actually touches on something because as, as you well know, Vicky, my, my background is, is from India. Mm-hmm. And so some of the uh, Hindu philosophies and so on t- have touched me. Uh, I've not not been able to necessarily answer them mm-hmm. at all. But the, the notion of Atman, the who mm-hmm. are you question, mm-hmm. you know, deep inside, which is why we chuckled right at the beginning uh, and finding that connection with the mm-hmm. soul um it's uh, such a big question that kind of remains unanswered for more than 3000 years now for <laughs> each individual but um i'd just like to say that one of the things uh that that's going through my mind as as we chat with each other is how we connected over all those years ago with a thing called enterprisers and unlocking the spirit inside you know uh who are you think and while we were trying to find the journey from, if you like, the philosopher to the uh, the scientist to the entrepreneur, I can see that that, that journey is still with you in slightly different ways mm. now. And still helping people to figure it out. That's probably why we got on yeah. so well uh, when we worked together as colleagues. And I just like to say, you know, incredibly well done on, on getting underway with your business with Mindset and Soul. I can see there's a deep connection there between how we approach mm. things and how we reach out deep inside, uh, mm. Vicky. And I don't know, I'd just like to leave the last word to you if you'd like to just talk about the happiness um, and how to find it, which is a comment you were making earlier to me when we were getting ready for today's chat. Yeah, thank, thank you, Shai. And thank you for you know, in, inviting me on and, and having this chat. It's it's great. always, always a pleasure, pleasure to talk to you. Um, and I think it's, 
yeah, happiness, choosing happiness, um, and actually connecting, connecting with compassion to yourself and to others is, you know, that's, for me, that's like where it's at at the moment. And to be able to do that for yourself, Mm. you know, then, then enables you to move forward sort of with more ease. What a fabulous way to conclude, uh, Vicky. I wish you amazing success with the 11 to 18 year olds when you experiment on Thank Friday. You. And I will obviously circle back and, and find out how you got Thank on. Thank you. That would be great. Thank you, Vicky. Thanks for so much Thank for being you. on. Thank you. Thank you, Shai. Bye.